Welcome to the Motivate, Lead and Inspire podcast. My name is Haki Mr Impact and in these episodes we discuss the relevant challenges facing young people in the UK which I initially aired on my Thursday evening radio show on colourfulradio.com. Be sure to visit www.facebook.com forward slash Hakeem Mr Impact, that's MR for Mr, where you'll find the rest of my podcasts. Have a great day. Kind of the exciting things that kind of so here's a question for you mm. if you put your hand to anything and you knew you wouldn't fail what would you do tomorrow okay so i've got this idea it's called well it's not like, it's, it's happening it's just happening slowly it's called finding your niche finding your It'll niche play on a niche there niche oh okay yeah. oh i um, didn't catch that one till so, a bit late oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring the others in oh, uh, so i've been working niche. on that it's been it's been happening for about a year now mm. um and i it's kind of an idea that kind of cultivated through um, looking at coaching so it's amazing to sit here next to Kim and just kind of hear um, how that's working um, but yeah it's that thing of that balance right it's uh, that kind of what put, balance tell me more the balance of working nine to five and uh, but then having that space to kind of move forward with your ideas and not listen to the noise it's kind of what we were talking about earlier that kind of shutting that out and mm. moving yeah. forward with your idea um, so which, do you feel you need more time to work on your idea it's there but it's a balance between obviously earning enough money to pay yeah the bills yeah yep I, I, we've yeah. been there it's there but I'm also I love what I do I love the arts what do you I do love tell us more tell us more like what you do is you've been a bit not being a bit vague but like we're kind of assuming that everyone knows what you do okay so yeah the main thing I would do is work with young people in schools mm. um mostly primary but um also secondary schools getting them interested and involved in the arts um working at South Bank and the schools program we're looking mostly at well we work nationally internationally but the um the main focus is Lambeth schools so I've got a real grasp on Lambeth schools at the moment which is a nice thing to do you live in Lambeth as well I do so it's nice to know kind of who's around what's going on yeah I'm a selfie selfie sorry North have you always been a selfie um, are you from London originally? No. Where are you from? I'm from Suffolk. I'm a countryside girl. What's going on? With Chapter the... girl. Suffolk, <laughs> Norfolk. <laughs> Nana, where are you from? Who are? But you, Nana, Nana's from Ghana anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghana. I always yeah. wished I was a Londoner. We were talking about this before we came on air, weren't we? Suffolk. We were saying I so, wanted to be a Londoner. So, so tell me about the cultural diversity in Suffolk. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> silence no 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 it's you know what it's amazing going back now and i don't know if you find this as well um kim that like it's it cha- it's changing right i think london is kind of overspilling absolutely yeah right. um it's not 100 percent there for me yet and i think that's why i still love living in london because mm. it's just you know you walk out your front door and it's everything and ev- yeah. anything is that important yeah. to you it really is because i think that helps your creativity and it helps you be inclusive and and have that awareness and i think it also just keeps you really current. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're gonna throw okay. something at me, but you said it helps you be inclusive. How do you, how does something help you be inclusive? I thought inclusive is something that you just have in you anyway. Oh, we Tell see, me. Me and you have spoken about yeah, this yeah, before, we have. haven't yeah. we? No, I, I, love, I love throwing curveballs. Yeah. So, so I guess it's that it's that awareness, and I find when I go home, there's a lack of awareness in some conversations that I have, and I find that quite sad. Oh. Um, and but then I also realise that I'm really lucky to be where I am and to be in London and have that knowledge. Mm. So it's it's a battle of kind of you you build that from kind of what you experience on a day to day basis, and mm. you kind of don't even know it's happening when you're in London because you're just 
your everything and everything is happening around you so it's just it's there right. um, and I don't find that happens for me so much when I'm home I love home don't get me wrong I right. really love Ipswich I grew up there it's home oh, it's Ipswich. my family you dance east yes oh dance east are a, a huge 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 like impact on my dance career where well, I am go today the cat there? Did you... I was not a cat I'm a bit too old for cat all oh, right <laughs> yeah but I mean for back in the day because cat's been around a hot minute though right yeah but it? I'm older than that so um yeah but the cat program there is amazing I really massive shout out for Dance East because I love what they're doing there and their spaces are amazing what yeah. they have there is incredible anyone who's listening cat stands for center for advanced training so that's um, a training system that's around the country it's in lots of different places here in london it's in dance east there's one in swindon bristol yeah it's bristol pretty, yeah, pretty much up and down the country which up and is down amazing the country. yep so it's, it's allows young people to get involved He was ramping with his friend, and his friend kept pushing him. And in the end, his friend pushed him really hard, and he kind of half fell into my seat and knocked me. So I looked at the guy, I thought, are you having a laugh like this? And he kind of settled, because he knew you shouldn't be ramping me. But anyway, they were still making noise, messing around and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, come on. Hurry up with my stop. Hurry up with my stop. Two twos. I didn't realize, but I think there was another boy across from me was uh, annoying this, this guy. Caucasian guy, white guy, and his girlfriend was annoying them, obviously. I, I put two and two together afterwards, but I didn't realise it was going on. Anyway, we pulled in, we got to Labrick Grove, and um, the the white guy and his, his girlfriend, they got off the train, and um, just as the doors were shutting, this boy across, he got up. I don't know what he had in his hand, but he proceeded to lob an object. I think it was a coin. Yeah, it hit the girl on the side of her face, just missed her eye, as she's going through the entrance, she's off the train, clear off the platform, about to go down, says he hits her on the eye, she's in shock, then the boyfriend clocks, he's trying to run back to the train, but the door's shut, oh. and the boy's there, the little black boy, like 13, is like laughing, pointing at him, laughing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know that split second where you're like, what has just happened? Yeah. So I jumped up, and I was like, what? Are you mad like this? I literally lost it like this because I saw the girl like, and um, he sat down. He looked at me like, um, like he, yeah, what's this <laughs> guy? What's this guy on? And I looked at all five of them and I said, I said, I said this is why. Um, and I was talking about black people here now. I said this is why we get a bad name because you guys do all this crazy stuff, yeah, and leave and and 
innocent people walking down the street and they're getting hooked for no reason because you guys. I said, you're not even 13. And they're laughing, they're laughing, laughing. So then I went to the, the, the guy who threw the coin. I said, have you seen when, when they see us? And he just went quiet. And I said, if you've seen that and you're still carrying on the same way, it don't make no sense. This time now, I was just like, not delirious, but I was like so angry. And then um, <clears throat> I sat down um, on the on the um, on the seat opposite them, and I was just looking at them. I was so angry. I just wanted to just pick the, all five of them up and dash them off the train. And I, what was going through my mind was, how the hell can young people get to this state? Because they're sitting there, they're laughing, mm. they're sm- uh, and then this. While I was talking to one of them, I was saying, "You can't do this." This other one, this other young white boy, must have been eleven. You know when they cut around you and they start talking over you, like what you're saying is irrelevant. So I turned around to him, man. I know I'm live on the radio. And um, I wanted to kind of like relate that story to London and the rest of the UK. But I also wanted to just see your views on it, especially you, Nana, 15, a couple of years older than them. I mean, what is going on? What's going on in the streets? I think people, young people, as a young person myself, people misbehave for different reasons. Some people for attention. Some people for like to fit in. There's a particular word I'm looking for, but I can't find it right now, somewhere bobbling at the mind of back of my mind. But um, And some people do it because of um, what happens like in their background life. So I feel like some individuals, some young individuals especially, develop this two-sided split personality where maybe when they go at home, they're not as out of control. But when they do come outside, it's like, they, they become something else. And maybe it's for their own self-entertainment, maybe it's for, um, you know, accolades or whatever from their friends. But I don't, I don't think it's the right way to go. There's not many opportunities, there are not as many opportunities for young people. There are, but I don't think they're looking for them in the right places. And it's not being promoted to them to make a positive change to themselves. But what about their parents? Do you, do you think, I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to get into trouble on the radio or anything <laughs> like that, but um, I've got an 11-year-old daughter. There's no way she can behave like that. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. So I don't know if there's something about responsibility. And, and I don't want to get rub parents the wrong way because I know parents got all different challenges and there's lots of different things to contend with and stuff like that. But I don't know what Kim thinks about the parental side of things. Um, I think there's, there's a couple of kind of avenues you can go down. Um, firstly, what Nana was saying about this idea of there not being anywhere for them to direct that energy. So this idea that all of the youth centers and youth community centers are shutting down, all of these programs for young people are closing, you know, they're being stripped of their funding. They have to entertain themselves. Mm. So, you know, I think there's also this idea that, you know, young people don't view authority in the way that we did in our generation. Yeah, tell me. So there's no way we'd misbehave. In that. And it wasn't even just about our parents. It was about just being in present. Of adults. Of a, an adult. Right. Yeah. If an adult told you, boy. Boy, yeah. Because you didn't know if they didn't know your parents or yeah, not. Exactly. You were like, if they told my mum, I'm done. You I know? forgot to tell you, by the way, at the end, the last thing I said before they got off was, um, uh, <laughs> I said, um, how do you know I'm not playing close police? Right, oh. exactly. And they just went quiet. And they actually got off a little bit, like, shifty looking over their shoulder. I thought, I'm going to prank them out a little bit. With, <laughs> but with even a little that. Bit of, with a bit of cross, yeah. uh, like, like, psychology, reverse psychology. I was like, and he was looking at me like, 
oh gosh, he might be, you know what I mean? I thought, yeah, mm. see, get but you now. even with that, <laughs> I feel like even if you were a police officer in full uniform, I don't feel like they, the, you know, the police have the control, I guess, in a sense, the way that Why they Why is have. that? Yeah. Well, I, part of it's their own fault. Definitely, <laughs> but this is a big that. debate we can I go yeah, into, yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> you know, part of it's the brand right. of the Met now, you know, so yeah. young people do not respect you know, the police and our, our, our judicial system in that way because they've made a lot of mistakes, right. I think. Um, but like, that's a whole nother show, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, that we is, could yeah. really go into that. But yeah, I just think it's about this idea of authority. So, you know, teachers, parents, police officers, local shopkeeper even, I think, you know, nobody has the ability to be able to look at a child anymore and make them stop in their tracks Cause I'm and not gonna think lie. about what they're doing. It did pass my mind. I was thinking like, I'm engaging this. But am I going to get home in one piece tonight? Right. Mm-hmm. I was, it, it, it passed my mind about three or four times. I was thinking like, okay, they were just little whippersnappers. They're only like 11, 12, 13. If they, chat. But, yeah, but at the same time, I was thinking... In this day and age, you don't you know, know don't what they're know. carrying. You, you don't know, don't know who they know. You don't know who's following you after you get off the train if you speak to them it's in a certain mad. way. And it's crazy. But that's the society we're kind of in right now. And I don't have any solution whatsoever. I have no idea where to begin fixing it. But this is where we are. Is that so why you're in Norfolk? That, <laughs> that's partially why I'm in seriously. Norfolk. No, seriously. See, I don't blame you. See, where, where, I mean, where we live, it's always, I, I joke about this, but when I lived in East London, so I pretty much grew up in East London, mm. I became immune to the noise of sirens. Right. Seeing police officers arresting right. people, you yeah, know, yeah, seeing yeah. young lads hanging around and girls as well in gangs and, you know, that sort of thing. Just didn't even, didn't even think about it. Right. I come to Norfolk, I probably hear a police siren once a year. Wow. And that's because a tractor has crashed on the A10. Right. Mm. You know, it's like, it's ridiculous, the difference. And now when I come back to London, mm. I'm hypersensitive to yeah, it. I see it, it right, everywhere. Right, I hear right. it. I'm really shaken by it. It's wow. really strange. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm really grateful that I can raise my son in a place like Norfolk. She. Niche. There's so much in your story. I'm really glad you shared it. I think for me, it's about role models. Yeah. And I think kind of from what you're saying it like there's a lot they need some more role models I re- I'd like them but, but it's finding the right role models but here's I- the thing here's the thing I'm gonna let you continue because I know I've cut you but here's the thing this is what frustrates me you've all said the same thing it's not rocket science for us to invest in the youth centers in role models in mentors it's not rocket science everyone says it we're not the first radio station we're not the first conversation to talk about this why is it not I mean the mayor's office are doing their thing, Young Londoners Fund, and there's, you know, Sadiq's doing his bits and pieces. But why is there this almost like this conspiracy to close down the youth centres and not invest in them? Why is it almost like this conspiracy not to invest into role models? But yet they're the first time, like, they, it's almost like they're taking pride in front page, another five stabbings in London. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for me, there's something broken there because I, I don't feel that there's full... Um, What's the word? Um, cooperation. Everyone wants to work together. I think there's some people actually like, you know what? I don't really care if they kind of kill themselves off, to mm. be honest. That's kind of what I feel. Yeah. Sorry, I did cut you. No, no, no. It's, it's all linked. It's, I think there's the thing with like, they just want to show the bad bits or like yes. highlight bits, the bits that are going to really catch something, but they're not really showing the good stories or, you know, the stories that, the longer stories, they want that snippet. They want it now. It's, the, it's what's happening, but actually... There's so much more behind that. And I think coming back to the role models thing, children, young people, adults, everybody needs to kind of have something to latch onto. And I think it would be interesting to 
to take those guys who you met on the train and take them into another situation and see like what what do they want what what they're looking at mm. and it's also about support you mm. can have those role models or those people who are kind of you can aspire to but then some they need to be supported in that journey yeah and at some point unfortunately they've lost that support or that kind of mm. that drive to kind of push forward um, and I think that's a real shame. It's really, it's a, it's a, it's a, the story was sad. It is, it makes me angry. There's, there's a lot in that story. I had to use every like ounce of my skill because on one hand I wanted to, I didn't want it to be like extreme. Like I'm going to knock you guys out. I didn't want it to be like that. Like, okay, now it's me, me against you guys. But I had to show that that was, a, there was enough annoyance in me that they sit up and listen to me. I also had to use my skills of like, how am I going to talk street so that they, they can relate to yeah. me? Because as soon as they don't relate to you, if yeah. I was like, oh, okay, how are you doing? Actually, you did a bad thing today. <laughs> like, boom, they switch off. Like, yeah. you have to be like, yo, bruv, what's going on? But you have to be like, yo, bruv, what is going on? Rather than, yo, bruv, what's going on? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the tones. And I was using every skill to try and engage them, to try and teach them to try and give them some hope. Like, it was tough. I was drained when I got off the train because I was going through so many different emotions because mm-hmm. half of my body was just like, you know what? I just want to, yeah, I don't even want to say what I wanted to do. And the other, you know, then there was, I wanted to try and um, show them that if they're taking that girl's eye out, that's juvenile prison. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's so many, wow, it was a lot. I feel like the consequences at the moment, for especially when you're 13 years old, you're not thinking that far ahead, are you? Yeah, and I also I know, feel but- like it's, it's kind of us as a society, I think everybody is almost equally to blame because this thing you were saying about the idea that in the front page of the newspaper, there's mm. another five stabbings. Yes. We're buying those newspapers. That's right. That's why those stories well, are not, making but, the headlines. Well, but I'm I know not, what you're yeah, saying, yeah. yeah. Those stories are making headlines because that's what people want to read. So it's almost self-perpetuating. Mm. So you feel like as a young person, maybe that you, in order to be cool and to be somebody, you almost have to be infamous to get on the front page, to mm. be able to show that you have worth yes. or that you know you are important. Um, and a lot of it, I feel like, is it's about young people not realizing what they're worth and how important yeah, they really are. Definitely. And this is being taken away from them, stripped away from them. And like I said, when I started dancing and attending youth centers, you know, that was really drummed into me. Mm. But I don't know where people go. Young people go for that now. There's nowhere yeah. to go. But to be fair, they don't need to go anywhere because they've got their phones now. But they've got phones, yeah. Yeah, before you Which, had, you didn't have phones. You had to go meet someone to stay sane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that was quite a negative story. Let's, yeah. Can we put some glitter <laughs> on the next story I like, I like that. and I like introduce that. your track Nana for this week tell yep. us about this track so this track um, some of you listeners might recognise it from season 2 on my blocks trailer um, I heard it and I just thought it's just got this really interesting energy and it's the questions that are asked inside the song are almost exactly equivalent to the questions asked in youth or I don't know adults minds as well in everyday life like just everyday decisions and I think it really it really resonates with me so I love colorful 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 radio I was standing at well I wasn't standing at the bus stop I was standing kind of to the back of the street of the bus stop um and I was just minding my own business listening to some music and um this bike goes past and I literally as I look this guy aims a punch at me as he goes past like I think he didn't want to punch me I just think he felt that I'm on a bike if I can do it and get away with it and carry on pedaling he's not going to catch me kind of thing and then um I was just like what and then I looked to my left and his friend went past on another bike and he was like yeah my friend's a bit crazy and I was like well boy that sums up what's going on but you know 
we were off air debating what do you do when you see wrong do you let it go knowing you've gone home and you've almost contributed to that person possibly doing it again or do you get involved but if you get involved do you do you risk the ch- the what do you risk losing your life do you risk being injured do you risk not getting to your front door what what's your thoughts on that ladies well yeah of course <laughs> she said of course <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's really difficult um i think again my perspective on that has changed since becoming a parent because i'm now responsible for another life so if i'm hurt then i can't raise my son yeah. so that's important to me um at the same time i have stepped in before um seeing you know young boys fighting i've broken up fights um i've broken up fights in school playgrounds i've broken up fights all over the place i was explaining to these guys off air as well um that for a little while i did some taekwondo Mm. And that's been really, really helpful in kind of boosting my confidence, being able to get in the middle of a brawl and to pull it apart a little bit. So I don't feel necessarily that that fear of being hit. I'm not afraid of being hit. I am afraid of being stabbed. I will say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taekwondo is not going to help that. But I feel, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm the idiot that probably would jump in and try and stop it, try and pull it apart. But I am a lot more conscious of that now, as I said becoming a parent absolutely and I can I can see why that would be something that you have to think about and I think about it as well in terms of like yeah there has definitely been situations where I've been kind of watching something unfold it hasn't got to the point where I've thought okay I, you know I need to jump in yet and um, if it had got to that point I think I would have again I don't think I'd jump in and unfortunately I think there's something about finding the right space but I think it's like okay is there someone around to support in this situation um obviously I don't know what that situation is at the moment but like I'd like to think that there was another way um mm, but sometimes it's just like the heat of the moment it is and that's you know what I mean like if you saw like for instance I don't know I don't like nine point scenarios but you know if you saw a young girl being outnumbered being hit by maybe three guys or something like that <laughs> you're just gonna go okay well you know i don't think i'd walk away from i'd like to think i wouldn't walk that's away what from, i mean but so there's I'm so not, many I'm, other possibilities that could be exactly. happening around like what time of day it is that yeah. sort of thing where yeah. what am i what have i got on me like that, that sort of thing in terms of you know if i come from where can i run from this situation if i go get her like yeah, there's yeah. so many things and i think you don't know until you're in that moment and it is your gut and yeah. it's your instincts and it's that fight or flight kind of thing isn't it mm. what, what happens there yeah what do you think we should do nana um, I think, well, what, what I feel like is that, like Nisha said, in the moment, you don't really want to do something about it. Like, it's almost an instinct. You want to protect yourself. You want to be able to go home. Mm. But, like, ethically, I don't think that should be the case. I think everyone should, as a community, work together to protect each other mm-hmm. so we don't have to see stabbings on the news, so we don't have to blame certain crimes on young black people or ethnic minorities. And I think that even though it is something that we fear, like hurting, being hurt or um, having to walk away or abandon a situation where a life could potentially be lost, mm. um, I think everyone should just try their best as much as possible to at least 
do something, contribute to. But if ethically, everything worked out ethically, we'd be all right, right? That is true, but you know what I'm saying. That's what makes life life. Nana, you are so smart. Can exactly. you just move into Ten Downing Street and just solve? <laughs> Please do. You know what I'm saying. Please. Would you be able to solve Brexit though? Basically? I feel oh, like she would. Yeah, yeah I, I think I feel so. Like that's she why should, she's here. Yeah. Nana P, man. Um, that's what we do. So anyone out there, you know, who's feeling this conversation and um, feels as frustrated as us, all we can do within our own communities is keep empowering young people, doing the best we can. And maybe the effect you have on that young person, hopefully when they get older, they have an effect and it continues and it hopefully it snowballs and it tries to counteract a lot of the negativity on the streets at the moment. But um, I don't really have the answers um, long term. All I know is within the realms of what the work we do, we try and be as positive as possible mm-hmm. um, and allow the young people to see something different. But I think it's also, for me, it's really important to have that communication triangle with the, with the parents um, because, you know, um, situations obviously always arise, but it's it always helps if you can have that conversation with the parents. We've had some really tough young people in the past, but just connecting with their parents and having this kind of communication triangle has kind of led to some positivity. So... Nana, let's come to you first. You asked a question about strictness, yeah, parents. parental strictness. Parental strictness. Yeah. And the question was? Um, how do you think parental strictness affects the child as a result? Like whether it be positively or negatively. Yeah. And my response really quickly to that is, I think um, <clears throat> I think a parent needs to have the balance because I think if it's too free, mm. that could be a negative if it's too strict that can be a negative i mean i me as a parent i'm always checking myself all the time with with my daughter naomi like because i'm quite you know me already i'll just like tell you how it is but i try and always balance it with freeness as well and i think okay i think i'm doing okay in terms of she doesn't she don't live in fear but she knows what line she can cross and what she can't cross i guess which is the ideal everyone is kind of like looking for right but i think i think it's funny because the way I was brought up, it was just, it was a very strict environment. Yeah. And I think that had an impact on me. And it would have been very easy for me to impart that way onto Naomi. But I think Naomi's mum is very much, is very different to me. So I take from her in the balance and I try and use that to try and balance it. But yes, I've seen, I've seen parents that are very, very, very strict and yeah. you can see knock on but that's just my opinion what do you think Nish yeah I think it definitely is about the balance um I think for me I had that structure um which was at the time I I kind of really tried to push back against as a teenager I was like oh no not doing that um and really tried to push against kind of my mum who was trying to set this structure Mm. um I also on the other side of that see the excitingness and the freeness of that kind of less structured approach in terms of parenting um but now, kind of looking back, and don't say this to my mum, but I actually really... I'm the text under the table. Don't tell her. But I actually really value the structure that she has put in place. And it's something that, I, you know, if I, if I was to become a parent, I'd like to take on in some shape or form moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Because actually I kind of, I come back to that as a base point. Mm. So when things are a bit crazy, it's like, okay, let me go back to the structure. I know this. Mm. I know this mm. routine. Mm. And I'm a massive fan of routine, especially yeah. I feel like for me, I see a lot in young people that don't have any routine. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yes. And so that, and that's my go-to. If everything's a bit crazy, a bit ah. It's like, let me go back to number one. Let me go to baseline and just add again. Mm. Um, and I'd, want, I'd like to see that more in young people. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. something that needs to come back. Kim, strictness, yeah. parent. Um, yeah, I think it's really, yeah, 
boundaries, um, routines are important. I think, you know, just putting those in place that's what matters. I think being strict as a parent, so my parent, well, my dad specifically was exceptionally strict. I feel like for no reason whatsoever, it was almost like a power trip. And that potentially could have sent me the other way. Mm. Um, it didn't, but I could see how it could affect other young people mm. if their parents were so strict that they were just imparting this fear in them, you know, just Im- embedding this fear in them that they get to an age, 13, 14, 15, where mm. they're starting to get yeah. taller, they're starting to get bigger, they realize that now their voice is deeper than dad's, Yes, that now they're going to kick off. Right. Mm. You know, so I think actually the balance is so important. The boundaries, the rules, you know, yes, but also being able to explain why those things are in place. Yeah, the yeah. why is so yeah. important. Yeah. Yes. Is, is definitely important. Rather than my dad, who would just say, do it, don't ask questions. Exactly. That's it. That's the yeah. reason why. And you're yeah. trying to work out yourself and you're not even at a mature level to work no, out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, whereas I, you know, I try and have conversations with my son. Mm. If he says to me, I want to do this. And I say, well, you can't do this, but this is why I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or if he mm-hmm. does something and I have to tell him, I don't, I try not to yell at him. In fact, I don't yell at him unless he does something that puts himself in danger, in which case yeah. I will yell. Right. But other than that, I'll always talk to him. And I found that to be really, you know, quite effective. Mm. You know, I've seen other parents screaming yell at their kids and nothing happens the kid just continues because they almost Mm. become you know immune to it whereas if I look Kian dead in the eye and I say to him Mm. I'm really disappointed Mm. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, done. Yeah, that's and that's my that's secret weapon. Yeah. I'm hoping it lasts. <laughs> I have no so idea if it will. Yeah. So I'm not going to put you on, on the line, Nana. You know, obviously, because you're still living at home and all that. Don't, <laughs> don't want to see you outside your house with, with two bags and stuff like that. But just be interesting to, to know why you asked that question. Yes, because most of my friends that I know have strict parents also have this, like... I feel like with families, it's kind of, I'm not even just saying this because I have science exams, but it's kind of like fission, the process of fission. It's like an unstable nucleus that separates into two constituent what parts. Right? It's yes. all over. So, all right. yes. And with that, we're we going to take you to the news. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Minister, watch out, Boris Johnson, because you've got someone else running uh, I feel like it is like that. And like when you have strict parents, they might be thinking that, they're really imparting something positive on you. They're really trying to make you strong and fit for the future and all of that. But it's really just tearing away from, you know, the freeness that the child wants to feel. And it really reflects in what they do. So they want to participate in this really unusual thing called fun, which I interpret as feeling united in nonsense because sometimes that nonsense could be positive right where you you're just being a teenager you're just living your best life but then that nonsense could also be negative which is reflected in like what your your story was about what you experienced on transport and stuff like that so um i think strictness is a positive thing but only as you said when you balance it cuz my mom she's really supportive she's she knows she's set the boundaries for me like mommy hi mommy are you listening mommy <laughs> yes yeah she's really i'm going to have to be strict now because mm. we have to go to that break that yeah. news break and we have yeah. to say goodbye to oh, yes. our Norfolk chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz there's, there's only, only one, one train, train. No, one train. <laughs> get on that train <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't